Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. Joining us today for a weekly recap is Associate Hannah Garcia. Hannah, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Glad to be back. Yeah, we're recording this on Friday, November 18th. Uh, let's start at the top with planning commission. Uh, two big items, the residential and, residential and commercial uh, ordinance, as well as the corridor compatibility ordinance. Uh, what can you tell us about these? Yeah, so um, the residential and commercial amendment actually did pass out of planning commission on um, election day. So that'll be heading to council on December 1st. And, you know, there isn't any clear opposition to that. I think the big opposition from the community was just that, you know, this is going really fast and there's um, a lot of stuff that they don't know. You know, I think one of the things that we forget as people who work in this a lot is that, you know, people that work, live and work in the community have to actually read these things and learn what they mean. And so um, hopefully the community members have gotten the help that they need from the city I know city staff was there on election day working diligently to get mm -hmm. the translations as well as other resources. So I hope that they got that and hopefully that that's good. But um, residential commercial did pass with a few amendments. You know, they're trying to make that similar to vertical mixed use, um, you know, get rid of some site plan requirements and stuff like that. Just so, you know, you're not having to go through the full um, rezoning process to get that mixed use administrative change. And so we'll we'll likely see that pass out of council just because this was part of um, council's big, you know, plan that they wanted um, passed um, based off of resolutions that they passed in both December 2021 and back in June, I believe. And so expecting that to pass out. And then this other one, which was going to be compatibility on the corridors, which um, compatibility is just, you know, how far away a um, different type, differently zoned building is um, from, you know, single family and residential use. And so they worked on that. There was a few, um, you know, notable amendments that passed from working from the working group of planning commission. You know, they wanted to define, you know, what is or is not allowed in that 25 compatibility setback. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're not going to allow like dumpsters and then others, any covered space that a human can inhabit. So um, that's a pretty vague and broad term. So I do think they're going to have to hammer that out a little bit just because, I think anyone looking at that could be very, very subjective mm -hmm. and not necessarily, um, you know, because it could be any kind of covered space. And so I think they're definitely going to have to look more into that. Um, All right. And then another thing is if a development has residential use only and is located on a light corridor, there should be no minimum parking requirement. Uh, I think we've seen the city of Austin try to move away from parking minimums mm -hmm. uh, as we try to become a more walkable and transit oriented city. Um, you know, I, I live in district nine and, you know, we're arguably one of the most walkable parts of the city and, you know, there's still huge amounts of parking minimums, you know? And so you know, I don't think we're necessarily going to, going to get there as fast as we want to, but it's good to see that the city's, you know, pushing this stuff to really get us to the goals that we want. Um, and so, um, yeah, I'm actually this, I think this will be a good, a good amendment. Um, you know, after the work that's been done on it, it, uh, it isn't moving as fast as they were pushing it, but um, we do expect this did get passed out of planning commission. So we'll mm. see this move to council on December 1st. Excellent. All right, moving to Austin Independent School District. They had an item uh, or discussion rather on the agenda this week regarding NXP semiconductors, chapter 313 in, um, application. This is the chapter 313 program is a state economic development program. Um, what What happened there? Yeah, so a lot of community. Quick, sorry, it's been it's been it's been there's several groups community groups who have contested it. 
Um, that's kind of the cover going on for this. Yeah, so um, a lot of speakers came out to talk about it. And um, one of the things we saw is that a lot of like faith-based groups as well and um, you know, Workers Defense Fund is opposing the um the program. And part of that is that these um the taxpayers are gonna have to share the burden for these incentive packages for these big companies. And I think, you know, um Austin's struggling with property taxes and other things. And um I think a lot of community members are worried about that just with the threat of displacement constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, any amount of taxes, you know, we're getting a tax increase with this bond, which, you know, the affordable housing bond we needed. There's no doubt that we needed this. But um, I think with something like NXP, a semiconductor company that is coming in because they're getting a 313, you know, tax um, incentive. Mm-hmm. I think that gets a little bit more precarious because, yes, they are adding something to the community, but they're adding something to the community because they're saving money. Yeah. And so, well, man, yeah. with that kind of development, that's so good. You know, there's no companies, there's no jobs, you know, there's those jobs also bring in the people who have those jobs are buying, you know, buying things, right. Homes, yeah. you know, everything else, uh, commu- you know, restaurants, everything else are contributing to that. So it's, it's um, well, overall though, what did, I mean, what was the school board's disposition, disposition of disposition rather of this? Um, I think the school board, you know, is still much more supportive of it. They were they definitely heard the community's mm. you know, um, issues, but at the end of the day, this is going to be great for Austin's economy and for the students in Austin ISD. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one of the things about Austin ISD is that we in recapture funds we lose. Which like, let's explain that real quick with recapture because we're well layering to that we're at Austin ISD is a Robin Hood school district, right? And that ties in recapture, which is yeah. And so um, all of that property tax money that we pay for, I think about twenty five percent of it ends up going to other schools across the um, state. And so, um, you know, Austin, Austin ISD gives the most money, I think by twice as much compared to other schools. And so, you know, a lot of the money doesn't stay within the district. And, it, no. and you know, people are, people are very aware of that. So um, I think NXP coming in and providing this type of, you know, career development is a good thing. You know, it's something that we, Austin ISD can't afford by itself. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Very good. More to come on that. So this this will go back before the uh, school board uh, in the next month or so? Yeah, we're expecting it to go back to December 15th and they'll make a formal vote. Um, They did discuss it a little bit more yesterday, um, but did not take a final vote on it. I think, you know, with the people that are opposing it, they're going to try and slow this down a little bit just so they can get more information about, you know, why are we opposing it? You know, is this a good idea? Make a decision, you know, backed more. yeah. And there's a clock and, on this. I mean, the chapter, the state chapter 313 program is set to expire at the end of the, well, at the end of the year, which is coming up pretty soon. So um, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, NXP was, wasn't alone. There were, uh, you know, numerous companies statewide who were uh, submitting, submitting these applications to get these in. And I think, you know, coming back to it, right. The just, you know, we don't, this is in a balanced view of things, right. That kind of development where, you know, Texas or city of Austin, the County, our state, uh, competes with all their municipalities, other states for these kind of jobs and these kind of companies, right? And there's a balance, of course. You know, some people, you know, have they view these things as corporate welfare, or whatever you want to call it, or corporate give, tax giveaways, and so on. But the reality is, you know, they're these the footprint of these companies and the jobs they they bring in or the people they're paying. Um, you know, they and not even the company, not even like a company like an XP, but also the the companies that are around the ecosystem, you know, look at the Chips Act, right? We've had several shows yeah. about that. 
and the ecosystem of companies around semiconductors too. So it's ripples of these things. And, you know, it's interesting kind of talking to that a lot of, in terms of economic development deals that have happened within the city of Austin, you haven't seen that many. I mean, it's mainly been actually all the, all the actions been in the Metro and Hayes County. I mean, everything but Austin, but Travis County really. Right. So it's um, heavily in Hayes, heavily in uh, Williamson County. So we'll see what happens here. Um, you know, and we'll see what happens next month. Yeah. And then, and going back to that chips act, um, one of the things I think we're going to start seeing is that, you know, semiconductors and this kind of technology is going to be the future. Um, I think I've, I've heard this a lot, you know, most of the jobs that, um, you know, kids in high school are currently going to work in do not exist right now. And so companies like NXP, I think, you know, adding this kind of career development is going to be great for these kids. And um, I, I, I do hope Austin passes it. And yeah. And ultimately, too, right? We're already, we, you know, this is, we've been a semiconductor town for at least since, I mean, as long as I remember, since I was in high school, but probably longer than that, right? There's a good age spread between both of us. So more to come on that. Um, so kind of closing out, uh, we we got, we have uh, dates for the early voting for the runoffs. Those are going to be December 1st through December 9th, with the runoff election being held on December 13th. Um, we've created a runoff candidate guide, which will be in the show notes. And then on the council side, there are two meetings left for this, for the 2022 Austin city council, uh, regular call meetings. They can always call specials, but the regular meetings will be on December 1st and December 8th, uh, as well. The 2023 council calendar for those who are want to put that in their calendars now is already posted. That will be in the show notes as well. Uh, and with that, uh, any last words, Hannah? Um, council also um, is working on a resolution. I believe they passed it to not allow um, any meetings on holidays and election day. Oh, so wow. I know we, had, we had a planning commission meeting on election day. And, and so that kind of stopped a lot of community members from being able to come out and testify. So um, we won't be having any meetings on election day, which is great. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This is the BG Podcast. I'm AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group, and Associate Hannah Garcia joined us on the show today. Um, we appreciate you listening and following us on social media. Uh, our links are the show notes as well. Take care.